morning, everyone, and welcome back to Stay Modern with Murray, a new podcast brought to you by our team here at Murray Custom Homes. Today, we're actually here with Marlon Lyon, Vice President of Pinnacle Bank and longtime partner and friend of all of us here at Murray Custom Homes, especially myself. I uh, was just thinking about it before we started this, about how long we've actually known each Isn't other. Isn't it wild, Matt? How, how long has it been? I, I was Two, thinking, was it 2008? Eight? That got to be pretty close to that. Yeah. Eight or nine. Yep. So you're 13, 14 years of, of history. So, um, well, thank you for coming on. And uh, I think I think you know what the point of today is just to shed a little light on interest rates, everything interest rates, where they're going, um, maybe just get into, I think there's a lot of confusion amongst people and, and maybe with myself of, of, of the difference between the Fed rate and interest rates and, and where they're going. And well, heck, now, now we have the war to... Contend with. <laughs> contend with and right. what that's going to do. But um, maybe just start high level, 10,000 sure. foot view. Start with with um, Fed rates and interest rates and, and all thing interest. You bet. Well, I, I'm, I'm not an economist. Just, <laughs> I'm just a mortgage lender, but I, I can give you kind of the, the 10,000 foot view. Um, so the Fed sets the discount rate and that rate is what banks charge each other. And that is a rate that is just set. The rates that mortgage lenders charge that car loan people charge that is a set that is set by investment companies that buy mortgage loans that buy car loans that is more of a rate that's driven by the 10-year treasury the five-year treasury and that's a openly traded um, investment that people trade every day that the gotcha. large investment firms trade every day so that rate is a market rate, not a set rate like the Fed does. So you'll see next week, the Fed is most likely going to raise the discount rate a quarter to a half a percent. The bond traders have already built that into their trading. So they think that's going to happen. If that doesn't happen, or if it's if they set a rate higher than expected, you might see mortgage rates go up. Gotcha. If they don't do anything different than expected, mortgage rates that stay the same because that's already been built in. So it's it's kind of confusing in that regard because, gosh, I saw the rates went up. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean the mortgage rates went up. Perfect. So it has something to do with the openly traded market and what people expect the Fed to do. But, but they definitely are directly correlated with each other. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So once the, if the Fed does raise rates, the bond traders expect that and they- yep the rates go higher with the bonds as well. Yep. So, yep. so yep. we kind of got two different factors we're working in that are directly correlated with each other. That's right. And then now diving into listening to a few podcasts on interest rates and Fed rates, explain how that correlates with uh, trying to raise inflation or lower inflation rather. Sure, sure. So inflation has been for the last year rising, rising, rising. Every, every report that comes out, it it has gone up. And we expected that. The government printed a lot of money last year over the last two years yep. to keep the economy from failing during COVID. So as they went up, as inflation went up, I should say, that is negative for future growth in the economy. People go, gosh, I don't want to spend a billion dollars yep. for something I shouldn't have to spend that much for. So they peel back. So with rising interest rates, inflation is curbed. Well, with the war and with the gas prices and food prices and lack of supply of uh, inputs to building, yep. there's only one way for inflation to go. It's going to go up. Yep. And so until 
that changes um, by rising interest rates or other factors, more supply, those types of things, we'll, we're going to see higher interest rates. And that's what's going to hopefully stave off inflation. So I know this is a very simplistic view, but in listening to a few podcasts today and piecing together information, at some point it seems a little bit backwards. So you have high demand, which is good, right? We want demand. Yes. Obviously, we don't want more demand than supply. But that raises inflation, right? which makes the average consumer pay more for a loaf of bread or a gallon of milk. But that in turn also has lower interest rates, right? So your mortgage for your house is cheaper. So to curb that, we raise interest rates, which makes your mortgage payment go up, right? Right. But in turn, it's supposed to lower inflation, which is supposed to make a gallon of milk or a loaf of bread cheaper. Cheaper, right. right? So is it not, is it really simplistic to think it's, you're trading money from one pocket to the other? Most, that's really what it is. That's really what it is. They are trying to keep you from spending, you know, you've got to buy gas, you've got to buy bread, you've got to buy these staples. Yep. But maybe you're not going to go buy that fancy car if rates go up to got you. six, seven, eight percent. Maybe you're not going to go buy that fancier house. Maybe you're going to buy a nice house instead of the over the top house. So it's the it's the expensive items that they're trying to slow you down on. Gotcha. Because that moves the needle faster than everybody's got to buy bread, gas, you know, stuff to live, clothes. But you're, you're exactly right, though. You read that exactly right. That, so with that being said, being in your position, do you have a dual take on rising interest rates? Obviously, you, you probably have less business when interest rates go up. But with what you just said, it seems like you almost kind of agree that raising interest rates at some point – might be a good thing for the average consumer. Agreed. <laughs> it, 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 I, I mean, a mortgage lender, Marlon, I want low rates. Marlon, the person, uh, it doesn't hurt to have those higher rates to drive down inflation. Gotcha. So it, it is difficult sitting in my chair some days. Uh, I want both things. So with that being said, explain to us where you think mortgage rates are now you know, kind of go back pre-COVID, uh, where they were, where we are now, where you think they're going to go. And then and then we can dive into the, the effect that that has, has on the average consumer. Sure. So pre-COVID, let's go back. Let's go back to the 70s and 80s. 70s and 80s, interest rates were 15 to 18%. Yep. So people of my age group understand that. People younger than me or, or that don't know the history don't understand that these low rate these are still low rates. Let's say rates are around three and three quarters to four percent today. That's historically low. Over the last fifty years, rates have basically fallen yep. uh, from in the inflationary times of the late seventies to today. Things are much lower interest rates today, and that's why the market is probably trending the other way. <laughs> that you know, and COVID and the and the pandemic caused a lot of a lot of supply shortages. And a lot more demand for certain things. And so that's where the rates came from. They went from the 80s, basically have come down, have done nothing but come down since the 80s. But now, pre-COVID, like immediately pre-COVID, rates were about 4%. And here we are again, about just under 4%. So they're really still low, but they are trending up. Now, are they going to go back to 15 to 18% like they were in the late (laughs) 70s, early 80s? Gosh, I hope not. But- it's very possible. 
for a short period of time. I think the government's getting ahead of it so that we're not going to have those inflationary times, but some things are out of their control. The war in, in the Ukraine right now, that is driving inflation again. Yep. And it's hard to stop that one because that's that's out of our control. So I think, I think uh, going forward, we'll see higher interest rates in the next two years. I would say I would not be surprised if we saw 5%. Okay. But- that's still historically low, that it's still cheap. Yeah. Compared- what was the low that we got to? We we did some loans at two and three eighths on a 30 year wow. and some 2% money on 15 years. So holy cow. Yeah. So now we're at just three and three quarters on, okay. a, on a 30 year. And that's raised a little bit. Did we see a raise? We did. We did. Yep. That's as the 10 year treasury has gone up. That's what's driven that mortgage rate up as well. Okay. So we saw a raise within, what was it, the last month? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you're saying we're going to probably see another one, but that might be already accounted for. Right. right. Okay. So let's, you know, I, I don't I don't think a lot of people realize that we're kind of unique in Lincoln with our housing shortage and our lack of, of houses on the market. I think last week in our broadcast with Chris, we were talking maybe 68 houses on the market in Lincoln, Nebraska, of which... I think over 50% of those were under contract. So I think in an isolated world, in a vacuum, or or maybe in larger cities, these interest rates play a much larger role in in housing sales and housing builds and and, and new construction permits. But in Lincoln, what is your input? I mean, meaning as interest rates go up, it doesn't have any effect on the fact that we are still growing and we still have very, very limited historical low numbers of houses on the market. Correct. It It is not slowing us down. These okay. slightly higher interest rates, not slowing down the housing market in Lincoln. People still want to buy homes. People still need to buy homes for many reasons, whether that be they're moving into Lincoln to live. Maybe they're moving home from the coasts after COVID. You can work from home. A lot of people are moving back to raise their families in Lincoln, Nebraska versus the East and West Coast. Um, so I, I believe interest rates going up a little bit do not does not really slow down the market very much in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yep. Um, and, and again, our pricing is different than the East and West Coast too. You know, a, yep. a five hundred thousand dollar house here is different than a five hundred thousand dollar house in right. in East and West Coast. So, so I hear a lot of debate and 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 I would say definitive answers about whether somebody thinks higher interest rates would affect the uh, lower priced houses or higher priced houses. Some people seem to be 100% said it's going to be in the 350 to 450 price point that it affects those people the most. And other people think it's going to be the million dollar buyers that are going to be affected the most. What's, what's your input? I, I, I go both ways. But to me, it seems like when you get down to the the affordable houses, the first, second time home buyers, they're watching their numbers a lot more have less money set aside, um, less expendable cash, right? And, and every penny matters. So when you're talking about taking a, a $2,000 mortgage payment and raising it to twenty four, twenty six hundred, that's substantial to that that income level. What, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, agreed. That that it, it definitely affects the low to moderate income buyer a lot more than the high income buyer. Yep. Because like you said, their budget is tighter than than the millionaire. You know, they just have certain things they've got to pay for every month and their net income obviously is going to be affected more by a higher interest rate than a person whose net income, it, their house payment doesn't matter. 
you know, it comes out no matter what. Um, it's the first time home buyer, the low to moderate income buyer. That is the one that's affected by, you know, a rise in interest rates of 1% changes what they can afford pretty substantially. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it was a $300,000 house before, $400,000 house before, or two or fifty house, that number is lower. And that's going to change what the value of that market will be. Absolutely. Um, now it's got to work through because right now we're still have a high, <laughs> high demand, low supply, uh, so it's got to work through that. But um, but as soon as the supply catches up with demand and rates stay higher, then you might see a slowdown in the in the purchases. Yep. In that in, in that in low to moderate yeah. income range, which if you know depending upon who you talk to, it might be a few years, if not longer, before Lincoln catches up. Agreed. Demand to supply or vice versa. Um, Get, can, are you allowed to give us some numbers off the cuff of of where you were mortgages for housing purchases pre COVID and then COVID and just to give oh, listeners an example of of how crazy this market's been? You, are um, you saying as far as how how many let's say the bank did? You mean or, yeah, or you or me personally? Yep. Um, prior to COVID. Um, and I'm just going to use percentages. Let's say I, we probably did three times as many mortgages in 2020 as we did in 2019. <laughs> and then we did more in 2021 and so slightly more. Yep. So so two years of being three times as, as busy as we normally would have been. And a lot of those were refinances yep. uh, because rates have fallen. But the purchases were huge increases year, yep. year over year. So let me ask you a funny question that I ask my workers when they say they work three times harder this week <laughs> than they work last week. I said, well, you said you were working 40 hours last week and you also worked 40 hours this week, but you got three times the amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> Explain that one to me. Did you guys have to ramp up? We, we did. Hours and- uh, We did. We did. <laughs> well, and we, and it was the whole staff. You know, it, gotcha. it was kind of the team mentality. Um, you know, you get this, we're going to do this together because there's no way to stop it because yep. uh, it was coming. And so, yes, it was a lot of, <laughs> you know, you know, maybe we work 60 hours this week. Maybe we work 65 the next. Maybe wow. somebody took a couple of days off and said, you know, I just need a mental break. And I, there was no way I could say no. You know, we all need a little break. Yep. But it was just that mentality that it's going to be this way for a while. Yep. And we just have to suck it up and do it. Yep. And so it was a good, good team. Good team. Yep. And I, I see you. Uh, once, twice a week, mm-hmm. you know, on average, maybe just at, at closings. And, and I think we both come into the closing room with the same beating our head against the wall mentality, kind of, if you know what I'm saying, kind of shed a little light on that of what you see with other builders and realtors and people in our industry with, I, I don't want to lead you down the path of of saying how hard it's been, but shed a little light on that. And, and, and you guys as well work in those extended hours and, and overtime and pushing so hard to just make deals and yeah it it has been very difficult so every builder i talk to every sub i talk to have they've never been so busy every lender i talk to buddies in the business oh my gosh how can we do this again next week how do we do this again (laughs) next week and we just you just keep having you have to you know you got to serve the customer and someday it may dry up a little bit so you got to put you got to put nuts away in the in, in, while, while the while the getting's good before the before the winter comes. It's so catch twenty two, isn't it? It is. It is. So you don't want to complain that that business has 
booming, yep. but you also want to be able to serve the customer well and do a good job and, and you know, go home at night and, and you know, uh, yeah. hang out with family a little bit. I so I remember at one point when me and you were in the office, we were, we were to the point where I think we were both saying, I, I wish COVID would shut our offices down for a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we can't, can't we turn this dig it off a little bit? Yep. Oh. It's tough. Yeah, you're right. It's, uh, you got to get it why it's good, but you wish it would just taper down a little bit and, and, and extend the lifespan of the good rather hey. than just be hot, cold, hot, cold. Yep. It's There's like only so much we can, and so many houses we can pump out. That's it. And I think customers understand that. I think clients do in general, but when it comes to their deal, they want good service. You know, everybody does. I, I'm, yep. I'm a consumer as well. I want good service when I'm the consumer, but I think everybody does understand that a lot of pushing to the limit, a lot of, you know, pushing subs to the limit, pushing, you know, staff to the limit. Um, it's, it's hard. It's hard. And, and everybody's got that. I know every, a lot of fields right now are very busy because it's different. Things have changed with COVID. Uh, they're not yep. going into the office. It's harder to do their job. It's different. They've got to deal with family. Maybe kids are staying home because of schools, yep. all this kind of stuff. It's hard for everybody. And it's so weird. nobody probably wants to hear your and my uh, <laughs> complaints, but, but I think they feel it too. Yep. I think they feel it too. And then I think, I think they understand what we're going through so that they understand, you know, we're, we're doing the best we can to get to the finish line too. We, we, well, Absolutely. we want them to have a beautiful home. We want them to have a good loan. We want them to be able to enjoy their, their new, new space. So yeah. uh, I think people get it. I mean, you guys agree. You yeah. know, I think that. Um, one thing I, I know we kind of briefly touched on, but shed some light on what your thoughts are on, on if there's a direct correlation or impact with Ukraine, Russia on on interest rates. I know we talked a little bit about the oil and the gas and inflation, but would you think it'll have a direct impact on on mortgage interest rates? The The one thing it's done... You know, it's, it's affected the stock market adversely. You know, mm. you've seen your, your stocks fall here recently after the war started. The What that does a lot of times is people take the money out of the stock market. Big traders, little traders take the money out of the stock market. They flee to the safety of bonds, yep. and that drives rates down. So that might help in the short run keep mortgage rates a little bit lower or at least keep them from going up quickly because – a lot of the money is going into the bond market out of the stock market. It just depends on how long that will last. You know, at some yep. point people are going to say, oh yeah, that's a, that stock price is low. I'm, we're going to get back into the stock market and take money out of bond market and then it'll come back up. So I think in the short run, if, if the war does not drag on too long, you'll see these short-term lower interest rates. Yep. If it drags on for a while, we don't know. We yep. don't know. It, it's it's just so unknown. Um, we haven't had a a war like this in a while, yep. where it could drag other countries in. Where where and that's the uncertainty too. Yep. Um, you know what's going to happen with Ukraine, but also what's going to happen with the surrounding countries and Europe and and it's it's, a sad deal. Isn't it, it? It's terrible. It's terrible for we're these folks. Week two, aren't we? Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. I, I cannot imagine. You know, the the freedom these folks had, and now have to have to uh, maybe go back under Soviet rule or Russian rule yep. after being free for all these years. So it's um, financially, it's terrible. Obviously, from a personal standpoint, it's terrible. Absolutely. Um, let's give give the listeners a, a for instance if they're just getting ready to apply if they haven't already went through the financial calculator, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a lot of of buyers at the four hundred 
price point, 500 price point. Let's use a $400,000 standard, what, 30 year fixed mm-hmm. rate. You know, we're, we're at what, three and a, three and three About quarters three and right three now. Quarters. Mm-hmm. If we go up to four and three quarters by the time, you know, they close, say they sign today, we get the house built and then they go to lock their rate and they're at four and three quarters. On, on average, what is that? The, what does that do to? So that extra 1% would add, well, uh, I'll do a little bit of rough math, uh, cowboy math, I'll call it. For a rate today, it's about $4 per month per thousand. An extra 1% raise would be about $5 per month per thousand for every thousand you borrow. So on a, if you borrowed $100,000, your payment today would be 400 yep. An extra percent higher would be $500 a month. 200,000, double that. Yep. So it's $4 to $5 a month. So it's fairly substantial for a 1% bump. That's perfect. It's a great way to break it down. Yeah. Hopefully everybody can remember that. Um, what else do you have? What What do you recommend for the average listener? If, if, if you were to make a recommendations, mm-hmm. knowing what we know today, um, and you were the average person sitting in a house that could sell it probably for for higher than market value, mm-hmm. considering building the house. Knowing everything we know, the war, interest rates possibly going up, what, what, what do you have any recommendations, thoughts, opinions on, on what that person should do? Yeah. Well, my, and I always bring it back to me personally. I, I always ask the folks I deal with, what would you do if you were in my shoes? So I'd look at my borrowers and say the same thing. Marlon, what would you do if it was you? If I was building a new house today or thinking about it, once I've made the decision to do so, I would get started as soon as you could because I'm only expecting costs to keep increasing, interest rates to keep rising. Do it sooner rather than later if you're going to do it. Make the decision as soon as you can. The good thing is we know rates are still good today. We know that the sale of your house is going to be for a lot more than <laughs> it was a year or two or three years ago. And the, with these costs rising, you can at least get your rate locked in. We've got a program where you can lock in your interest rate for one year. Wow. So from the day that you sign your contract, we can lock it in for one year from that date. That's there, awesome. There's a fee to do it, but it's worth the fee, in my opinion, yeah. in my personal opinion. Um, so that that is, I guess that's my thought on if you're going to build I think sooner rather than later is a good way to do it. Yeah. With the outlook of, of, of kind of knowing we don't ever know, but it seems like we know the interest rates are going to go up. That's a great program. I, I, I think I knew that, but that's awesome to know that that's they cool. can do that. I don't think all banks that we're working with currently do that, but that's, that's good to know. Um, I think it is fairly unique in, in Lincoln. So awesome. All right, everyone. I think we are wrapping up our time for the day. Marlon, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Yep. I appreciate it very much. Um, Guys, thanks for tuning in this episode with our good friend Marlon from Pinnacle Bank. We love hearing from all of our partners and sponsors. And if you guys like this episode, be sure to subscribe to Stay Modern with Murray on Apple and Spotify. (music) 